0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So, our text for today is from Romans chapter 8, and St. Paul wrote these words Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Now, that was true to the first century believers in Rome who first read this letter, and I say that it is true for you today in the hearing that again. You are more than conquerors. But what does that mean? (laughs) Now, our ears may be tuned by the culture to hear these words differently than what our first-century brothers or sisters in Christ heard them. We might hear the word conqueror and think, boy, isn't that just a little militant? Isn't that perpetuating a testosterone-fueled toxic masculinity wherein some alpha male has to be on top and put others down? Doesn't that sound a little bit opposite of being kind? Doesn't that smack a little bit of being hateful? More than conquerors, hmm. I mean, to quote Rodney King in the 90s, can't we all just get along? After all, using the word conquerors implies that someone or something has been defeated in battle. And who do you do battle with if not someone or something? Who is your enemy? Now, our culture is filled with fingers pointing at others, identifying them as the enemy. Those who support IU and those who support Purdue, right? Enemies. Now, maybe not. What about those who claim to be Republicans and those who claim to be Democrats? Well, they're enemies, right? Or those who are coming from the LGBT community or evangelical communities, those are enemies, right? Fascists and capitalists, they're enemies, right? Woke ideologies and conservative ideologies, they are enemies, right? There is a prevailing thought in practice in our culture that. Points the finger at whoever the other is and labels them as the enemy. Enemies are who we do battle with, enemies are who we are to conquer, right? Well, the church, that is, you and I, are not called to get swept up in and carried along by our culture. This means that we are not to take our direction for action from it. The church instead looks to the authority of the Holy Scriptures. That's where we look, that's what shapes us and defines us. And when we do that, we will more often than not find that the Scriptures present a countercultural worldview. Now, the Apostle Paul does indeed use the word conqueror. And he does imply, uh, mean to imply, that there are enemies. There are true enemies. But those enemies are never the people that you can point a finger at. In another letter, St. Paul writes these words. He says, We do not wrestle, we do not fight, do battle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, over the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Now did you catch that? We do not wrestle or fight against flesh or blood, but against spiritual forces, spiritual realities. So this battle is not a physical battle, but a spiritual one. So then we should ask ourselves, then who are our enemies? Again, We look to the Holy Scriptures, and according to them, they are sin, they are death, and they are the devil. The Scriptures reveal that sin is that which resides in each and every one of us. We all are sinners, and out of the sinful hearts comes sinful actions. Our sin places our needs over other people. And points the finger at them and sees them as the enemy. Sin leads us to believe that we are in charge, that we define our own limits. And sin leads us to act out of those naturally self centered beliefs. The scriptures describe sin as rebellion against God. That's right, in our sin, we rebel against god and make him out to be the enemy well the scriptures also reveal that our sin leads to death death is that wage that sin earns death is the punishment for rebellion against god death is the proverbial nail in the coffin of our rebellion against god and unless someone or something is done about our sin death seals us in that coffin to be apart from God forever. And then there's the devil. The scriptures expose the devil as the chief of liars. He is the leader of the rebellion against God. He is the one who seeks to confirm you in your rebellion against God and keep you as God's enemy. He is the one who whispers in your ear, did God really say every time you seek to justify yourself before God or others. Did God really say that, that, that you can't serve Him and the things that money can buy? Did God really say that you have to respect those in authority over you, even if they're acting like fools? Did God really say that you should watch what you say about others, even if they deserve to be put in their place? Did God really say that you can... You can't gratify your sexual desires however you want? (laughs) How prudish. The devil is the enemy who is spurring on every sinful, rebellious action and ideology that exists in the world right now. From near the beginning until the the last day of this dark age, the devil is at work leading the revolt against God And trying to drag all of creation into hell with him. The devil holds others under sway, those who are outside the church who have never heard of Christ and his freedom. And he comes and he attacks the church with vicious hatred. Now, people are, every single one of us, instruments of or under the influence of either God or the devil. There is no neutral ground. Those outside the church don't realize this. Those inside the church are enlightened by the Holy Spirit to see that there is a battle going on. I want you to consider St. Peter for a moment. Even even in the Gospel, he made this confession that that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. But then, when Jesus told Peter and the others what the work of the Christ is, was uh, that the work of the Christ was to go into Jerusalem to be rejected and to ultimately be put to death on a cross, Peter stopped him, he rebuked him, and he said, Never! This shall never happen to you. See, the Christ isn't supposed to die, but to rule over all things. It's interesting. Here we have Peter, who is a disciple of Jesus, now speaking up out of his sinful nature, trying to define the role of the Christ on his own terms, and influenced by the prevailing culture of the Jews, and ultimately under the sway, under sway of the devil himself. What does God do? Does he look at Peter and he say, you are my enemy? No, he looks at Peter, and in love he rebukes him, calling out the lies of the devil, and says, Satan... Get behind me. Peter, you are setting your mind on the things of man, not of God. Consider others who were in the, the, the Gospels who encounter Jesus. Those who are under the sway of the devil and demons. And when they meet Jesus, Jesus commands the spirits to leave, and they do. Then those who were once possessed by demons and under the, the devil's reign are now come into Christ's possession and under his rule and reign. And they become people filled with the Spirit and are made now enemies of the devil. Consider even Jesus on the cross as he is suffering and as he is dying. When he looks down at the people who are at the foot of the cross, he never views them as his enemies even though they have a hammer in their hands when he cries out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, he was seeing even those who crucified him as those he has come to save. Still under the sway of the true enemies of sin, death, and the devil. Now make no mistake about it, brothers and sisters in Christ, there is a time and a place for standing for the truth that is revealed in the scriptures, for speaking truth in love. And that time and that place is actually here and now. We are indeed called and commanded by our Lord to live as light in this dark age. But see, here's the key. We are never to believe the lie that whomever it is that we are talking to is your enemy. They, like Peter, are ones for whom Christ Jesus died. They, like you, are objects of God's mercy, his grace, and his patience shown in Christ Jesus. Other people are not the enemy. Sin, death, and the devil are. These are the enemies that need to be defeated, that need to be conquered. But how and by whom? Turn again to the scriptures, and we hear St. Paul's words once again. He says, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. See, our enemies of sin, death, and the devil were not then and are not now overcome by our strength, but by the overwhelming love of God in Christ Jesus. So great is his love for us that he walked a man, uh, among mankind who by our own sin made us enemies of God. So great is his love that he laid down his life for us, surrendering his life into death in our place. So great is his love that he crushed the head of the devil in his act of sacrifice on the cross and in his victorious resurrection from the dead. See, we don't defeat our enemies. God in Christ Jesus does. And Jesus is the one who looks at you. He sees you in the midst of your sin and rebellion, and he says to you, Stop your rebellion. I have come to give you peace. I will take your rebellion, and I will suffer the consequences as if I myself have rebelled. I will die in your place so that you may live. I have conquered sin, death, and the devil. And as by faith you are in me and I in you, I share my victory with you. And now you are more than a conqueror because I have fought the battle. and I have won. And now as you live in this dark age, see other people as I do. They are ones for whom I have come. They are ones for whom I have suffered and died. They are ones for whom I love. Speak truth to them, yes, but always in light of my love for them. For I have come to set them free as well. And I desire them to share in my victory as you do. The days are indeed dark. Our enemies do fight against us. As St. Paul says, we're considered sheep to be slaughtered. In the face of this spiritual battle, it is tempting to run and to hide, to put our head in the sand, or, or even to, to just give in. There have been times when the prevailing cultural influences, particularly in this town, has led our family to have discussions about how we can find shelter or, or temporarily retreat. But I tell you the truth, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, now is not the time to retreat, The people in our community need the church to stay and to proclaim with precision the law which exposes our sin. For That law shows us our own rebellion, it reveals its consequences, and it exposes the lies of the devil. And with equal precision, we need to proclaim the gospel good news of Jesus, who has come to put an end to our enemies of sin, death, and the devil. Now is the time for the people of God to rally at the foot of the cross, to be shaped and to be molded by the word and the sacraments like a soldier who is trained and fitted for battle. Now is the time for the church to hear and to heed the words of St. Paul when he wrote, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. The enemies of the church are real. But, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, know who the real enemies of the church are. Stand in Christ's victory over them. Be bold in your love for others. Do not shrink in fear under the prevailing cultural ideologies and abandon hope. For Christ has defeated your enemies, Christ is risen and you also will rise. Christ is victorious, and he shares even now with you his victory. So be assured that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. For in Christ you are more than conquerors. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.